This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. This is Dan, and we have a special guest with us today because Valentine's Day is coming up. And back! Yeah, and uh, Cupid, the uh, little baby god in a diaper uh, who shoots people to make them fall in love, is here to talk yeah. about Valentine's Day. I'm and promote back. It. I'm here to promote Valentine's Day again because it's coming up next week, everybody. Well, thanks for being here, Cupid. Thanks yeah. for talking about Valentine's Day. Uh, so what do you recommend people do uh, on the big day? Well, I, as I said before when I came on the show, people should buy the flowers at the grocery store for, you know, or at the train station for their ladies or you know other places to get um flowers well i think that uh i think ralph's has a deal so you should go there and get some flowers and then go to take it take take her somewhere nice go to go out to dinner and and something i say every year is to uh have sex before you eat dinner because not only does you know you're not eating dinner or you're not having sex on a full stomach but also you get the bed nice and warm so i could sneak in and go to bed in your bed wait what Yes, while everybody's out at dinner doing whatever they're doing on Valentine's Day, I sneak in. I sleep in your bed. Oh my! Well, what? Do you, what? What? what when do you, where do you sleep every other night? I I usually on the on the street in the curb because the curb oh makes a nice little pillow for me. So you're in, actually in like the gutter. Yeah, and then the rainwater it washes away my diapers, so I don't have to. Throw them away in a dumpster because oh, all the dumpsters are locked usually. I forgot you, you were a baby, and, so you yeah. don't have rent. You don't have you don't rent. An no, apartment. remember I have my diapers. Right, you just have diapers. You don't rent. You don't get money for this. Uh, yeah. Oh, and another thing is, I decided to get rid of my quiver of arrows. Did you notice? Oh, I'm really? A little lighter. I don't have to carry them around because I discovered you can get a gun to shoot people in the butt with to make them fall in love. Oh God! So you're like a little baby. With with a gun yeah wow uh, I'm a little okay. cupid with a gun yes okay well um that's right thanks for being on the show valentine's day february 14th that's right oh do you have an empty little cup sitting around here that i can um, have we can get you some water or something no i need a little empty cup just some garbage a can or a bottle or something because mm, uh, i started dipping skull lately what yeah someone gave me some and i became someone? addicted yeah man i've spending time near the studio over in uh, we're like downtown la it's yeah. not so great over here yeah it's this little area called skid row and all my friends are there and i love it uh, cupid you gotta you gotta clean yourself up man you're just a baby and your life seems like it's falling apart all i want is for people to fall in love that's and, all I want. Well, what are you going to do after happy. Valentine's Day? Once that's done, like your whole focus is done for the rest of the year, what do you do? I'm thinking of going to Venice Beach, hanging oh, out. Geez. I got a lot of friends over there, and they got good hamburgers on the boardwalk. Oh, man. Okay. You know I love cheese fries. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show, Cupid. Uh, Valentine's Day, we got to clean you up. You got a little garbage just, like, can. Smell- oh, stop spitting that stuff. All right. Hey, can we get him? All right. Guys, this is Make Me Like It. This is a podcast.
Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, living people. Hello, living people. Of no Earth. dead people are listening. So there's one strike against death. Death. Death is awful. I. It's so fucking annoying that we have to die. I do find it annoying. I would say it's a bit of a nuisance. It's a huge nuisance. It's, it's a hassle. The biggest nuisance ever of them all. And also, like people in our lives dying. We didn't. Oh man. Yeah, no, that's true. It's just annoying. It's too awful. When I people cried in life- the other night thinking about our dog eventually dying. Oh God. So I don't like this thing. I don't like it either. Get I don't it like out of my, my life. I don't need die. it. I don't like it when my animals die. I don't like it when my people die. I don't like it when, that I'm going to die. I don't even like the Grim Reaper. The whole. Th- I don't even like the Crypt Keeper. He's kind of a death guy. <laughs> the weird like a raunchy. You don't even like him? <laughs> Who likes him? I think a lot of people do. A lot of people like that show. What was Ugh, this? Tales from the Tales Crypt? Tales from the Crypt. I always, I always hate when they like mix like raunchy, sexy stuff with a ghoul. titillating thing. Yes, with like yeah, ghouls, awful. like a horny ghoul. It's, is it's hilarious though. It is kind of hilarious. What is that? Why are so many horror movies where people die also related Mixed with to sex. sex, sexiness? Yeah, it's like this fear of like life, like. Like you, you become too carefree, and so you must die. Once you start having sex and you're rubbing bodies together, then I come. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So zombies. I don't like zombies. 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 You know what? I hate zombie movies. Those are fucking annoying. I love vampire movies. Twenty Eight Days Later, I thought was good. I just hate it. It's so stupid. And and I think what highlights the reason I hate it so much was that Black Mirror episode. Do you remember that where there were all those horrible those they call them cockroaches or roaches right right and they were killing these like things that looked like zombies but then it turned out that like they had been programmed they had been programmed well that seemed to less it. to be more about zombies and more about like xenophobia yes and but that is why I hate groups up. that is why I hate zombie movies because they become these like mindless monsters and it's like they were people mm. like the mindless monsters thing isn't interesting to me. Hmm. It's like you can't just change, like, you know? Yeah, okay, Kelly. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I agree with you, but okay. Yeah. You're allowed to Thinking not like about that. dying, just, yeah. And you, oh, you hate, uh, like, sarcophaguses and skeletons. Oh, my God. Anything like that. Crypts. Crypts, oh, graveyards. Yeah. All yeah, of I don't it. like, I don't even like all anything. All that makes me want to fucking throw up. The Undertaker, the wrestler, I don't like him. Yeah. He, he's just like not my favorite character, you know? So who's gonna. Yeah, Dan's making jokes, but. Uh, well, that's actually die. true. I don't like The Undertaker that much. I didn't think he. No, I didn't. I never liked it. Like when I was watching wrestling as a kid and then it would get to like the dark, fiery death stuff, I'd be like, oh. this just isn't as fun. Give me yeah. some like Rey Mysterio or yeah. uh, The Rock or, you know, those guys. I will say that I did this whole like. I, I have, I've had a lot of obsession with death growing up. Like, I loved Edward Gorey stuff, you know? Yeah, there are some people that like these, like, morbid... Like, I love creepy shit. Um, So that's interesting. You're interested by it. But I think it's just the titillation. It's the obsession with consciousness. It's the... Anyway, I don't know. So who's going to teach us to like The Undertaker? I mean, death. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper. I mean... mean, Being sexy and getting killed. I mean, how... I mean, those terrifying ghosts from (laughs) (laughs) Pac-Man. Imagine if that was the scariest thing to somebody. (gasps) Oh, my God. I can't even think about Pac-Man. Oh, God. It's the ghost, Blinky. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Oh, oh I had the worst nightmare. And Inky was the... coming after me. <laughs> As I was trying to eat. I was just okay. eating some kicks. So um, Joe Randazzo. Joe Randazzo. Is on the show. The Italian man yeah. is coming to tell us he's coming to kill us. He's coming to kill us and be like, it's not so bad. Is it? And Isn't then it? he'll slit my As throat. He, like, As I go, underwear. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Let it out. Oh, 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 you like oh, it. Joe, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so scary. Um, so Joe's going to tell us why death is so great for some reason. Um, and who is Joe and why does he like death so much? Oh, well, well, Joe's like been my – he was my boss at adultswim.com. Oh, that's true. And, and I met him when I was working at The Onion. You also met him while you were working at The Onion. Yeah, he was the former editor of The Onion. That's yeah. Well, he was not the former editor when he was he working was there. The he editor. was the editor. Yeah. Um, and he's then very he... smart. He's very funny. He's very fucking charming. He yeah. is extremely hairy. <laughs> you can sometimes see his like chest hair creeping, creeping. Off the top of his shirt. And starting to grow down the shirt <laughs> and around. Tendrils. It's like uh, ivy. Yeah. Um, so Joe, hairy man. That's all we need to know about him. Yes. Uh, this guy loves death. He's, he's, he's walking around. He was whistling a tune before. <laughs> I can't wait to die. He would always make fun of my, like, a little bit, not not meanly, but, like, a little bit make fun of, like, my panic, my panickiness about death. Um, well, maybe he's got some nice things to Say change our it. minds a little bit. Yeah. Well, fine. Whatever. Whatever. Let's hear it. Who cares? <laughs> Okay. okay, cool. So it's not going to be a big secret, Joe. People are going to know who you are. Great. Uh, when we... We've got Joe Randazzo here in the stud, who's looking at his little phone. Just, Do you have some notes? I took pick... some notes, just a couple things. Oh, you no, did? I remember. My favorite thing is when people bring notes. I love it. Okay. Because they spent some time thinking about something you asked them to do yes. you control freak yeah <laughs> it legitimizes what you're doing here yep i guess i guess so yeah when was the so, last time you took notes for something oh sorry Kelly. sorry joe i mean i this this i take notes for things a lot really yeah it's cute constantly never jot down thought i guess because it, don't you ever you must do some writing no i do i do comedy like sinbad things. i don't write it down Oh, that's cool. Sinbad doesn't write it. <laughs> Dude, I remember that as a kid, him saying that, like he never wrote down anything. And I was like, cool. Probably because as a kid, I hated writing things down. What I was going to say, though. I do write things down. Is that this this episode is uh, kind of the ultimate episode. Oh. <laughs> it's it? the doozy. This is the doozy because we've had uh, death on the list um, for a very long time. And no one's ever even close to been like i'll do that one um so yeah i saw camping on there at some point <laughs> oh yeah like you thought about that been, yeah <laughs> yeah camping we could maybe talk about sometime yeah. and death has been like a really it's basically it's basically basically, basically been it's been like the main um bane of my adulthood mm. like it started around like i was age 18 or something and i got very very obsessed couldn't stop thinking about it and then got some like intense panic attacks for years in which I would just focus mainly on dying and mm. how horrible it was. And... Have you ever had, um, I think it's called like a, a dissociative panic attack where you feel like you're actually like out of your body and not part of reality that you're sort of yes. looking at reality? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really? Is that when you were thinking about death? Yes. It, or or like even just the nature of time or what I was doing, I, I've definitely had those dissociative states, um, and it and it's that is the worst. That is the one where I'm like, well, I'm never coming back now. Yeah, 
this is it. Um, better get used to not knowing where I am or why I'm here or like who I am. Kelly and I used to work together and Dan at The Onion. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I th- both of the times that I had those kind of like panic attacks where I was out of my body were at The Onion. Like, really? Yeah. It was with us, two, the two of us. <laughs> yeah, like just watching you two. Just friggin' kiss already. <laughs> kiss had a panic of- attack about our sexual tension. Yeah. Um, well, we were well- already, when Kelly was there, we were already... We were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. Boyfriend and girlfriend. And I won't tell you who was the boyfriend and who was the girlfriend, though. <laughs> mm, yeah, um, but wait, bothering me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what made those uh, tell horrifying me about panic the... attacks? Well, actually, I think these are there. Uh, I, I did go on uh, anti-anxiety meds shortly after that. Same. Um, but both times, I also I used to drink a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm an alcoholic, so I had to stop drinking. But both times that I had panic attack were days that I was really hungover. Mm-hmm. Mm. I had had like, I was so I was dehydrated. I'd had like a lot of coffee. And if, if you have too much coffee when you're dehydrated, it does kind of make you a little like, Zuh. yeah, it's much worse. Zuh. Like it, it has almost a psychotropic effect on me occasionally. And I drink a lot of coffee. As wow. Well. Oh, I'll have a problem too with that. Yeah. I'll just, it's um, like a drug now. I'm like, I can't have more than eight ounces. Makes of you this feel shit. a little yeah. like a little bit on this different vibration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll shake and I'll have, uh, you know, some diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> the, like, but that's what I love about it. Psychotropic is my euphemism <laughs> for diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like yeah. we all do like ayahuasca. It's like the, the fourth yeah, dimensional yeah. squirt. We go nuts. Yeah, yeah. We drive ourselves crazy. Where you're like <laughs> shaking and trying to walk around and acting like you're normal, but you're talking a million miles a minute. Yeah. yeah. I love coffee. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. People tell me they get diarrhea from coffee all the time. People walk up to me, strangers in the street, and tell me, but I don't get. I don't hey, get... hey, guy, over here, over <laughs> yo, here. Yo, yo, I'm trying to listen <laughs> not, to a podcast. Yeah, so I much... get diarrhea from coffee. Anyway, I really have a good don't one. So much get diarrhea, but I just get things moving. Yeah. Yeah, things I don't have actually. Yeah, diarrhea. I think. When I first started drinking coffee, when I was 25, by the way, is when I first started drinking coffee. That's so cool. Because yeah. of me. Um, what's that? Because of me. Yes, Kelly got me into it. And also, I, I had just started my first office job at College Humor. And at like three o'clock, I'd be like, I'm so tired. Like, I have to fall asleep. What do I do? Kelly, I'm thinking and, of trying a cup of coffee. Yeah, and even in the mornings, I'd get there and be like, is anyone else like just want to go to bed? And it's like, how do you force yourself to stay awake? So you get coffee. And Dan, ever since, it's guys, coffee. It's but when I first started coffee. drinking, I would shake more. And uh, I think I think there were some bouts of diarrhea. Yeah, it ends you up bad. So tell us. So why do you like diarrhea no, 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 so much? Wait. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, no. getting oh, into you said a... die. I, dying. I thought you said die. Well, die, I have die. a lot more to say about diarrhea and a ton more notes, actually. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I've been keeping a long running <laughs> list of notes on running. diarrhea just in Pros case. Pros about up. diarrhea. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I just started. You were going to say. I was sta- I was, the one time I really remember distinctly, I was sitting in a editorial meeting feeling really hungover and also jacked up from caffeine and dehydrated. And I was having anxiety anyway. I think it was during the time when the Onion was moving to oh gosh New York and Chicago. And I was sort of, I was the editor then, and I was kind of like... Is that when I had started okay. working there? When ever, like the ONN was like, we were all going to get fired after that. Me and Sasha were working there as editors. Was that, well... And it was like they were about to just shut everything down. Well, in 2012 is when... Yeah, that was yeah, when I was when they there. were going to move, when they did wind up moving to Chicago. Right, yeah. But I was sort of, you know, head of the editorial group, and we all wanted to stay in New York, and it was all... So there was a lot of tension going on. Excuse me. Burped. <laughs> Sorry, burped. I burped. 
And I was in an editorial meeting. I remember Todd Hansen was just droning on about something, talking uh-huh. and talking. And I uh-huh. was like, start to just, so I just started to like retreat a little bit into yeah. my head. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, is any of this real? Yeah. And then Todd, you know, oh, is no. a, I love Todd so much, but he has, there's, you know, there's a certain kind of like darkness to him Doom, where he's obsessed with doomy. death. Yes. Sure. <laughs> and I was focusing on him talking and I was just like, oh my God. And I like basically started to see him like decompose and die in no, my mind's no, eye no, and then no, i was no. like oh i'm gonna decompose and die and then i just started to like everything kind of started echoing and and uh i was like oh god i don't think i'm gonna be able to keep this together in here <laughs> and i Did was you leave the room? sitting there yeah i had to leave the room i was like i'll be back, I'll be back. <laughs> and you know went to have diarrhea and then <laughs> nice. i just had to sit in my office and kind of like crumbled breathe. crumble in a yeah, ball right and breathe <clears throat> and called my wife and was like i think i'm having a panic attack and she was like laughing and thought i was kidding <laughs> you're so cute <laughs> yeah i love these jokes Any times oh, i've uh, ever been in serious trouble dance thought i was joking too. well yeah, it's because... just so unexpected <laughs> for one you guys are both jokesters so we are we are <laughs> and so like when a something like <laughs> when something happens it's like oh you're gotta be you have to be doing like a little bit yeah because you that's what a I joke wouldn't even is. know yes that's what a joke is is usually with like a there's like a little lie going on yeah we like to prank each other as we found out yeah yeah so we're gonna figure out we're gonna get to the bottom of why you like death but also right after like, this, but that I like you're it, gonna get your you why it. you're comfortable or whatever the fuck yeah what you're arguing for but what like, are you arguing for let's hear oh. it <laughs> yeah what, what i don't what is, know i just thought it was interesting that that you had that on the list and i was like yeah we could talk about that oh interesting it's something that i've grappled with a lot right i'm not saying that i like death but okay. i think there's a lot of positive aspects right that's what i want to hear that i want to hear these positive death. yeah aspects of death and contemplating death i've had um i've had like lots of um late night panic attacks where i start talking to whoever i'm in a partnership with at the time it's like several boyfriends over the years like since 18 (laughs) dan loves to do that every time I see that's a joke but if i was actually upset yeah it would would take a while of me explaining like like, no that time i was upset (laughs) i am upset Uh, Um, sorry uh (laughs) not worth it um but yeah like like just like these right before bed panic attacks that i've had for like 10 years probably um where i would be like oh my god we're gonna die like isn't that awful and you know just like Mm -hmm. and and it just got to the point where like there was just no use and like the response was always like what and like i'd hear like a but like that's what life is was this while these other boyfriends were boning you (laughs) no i'm gonna die (laughs) it's so good (laughs) no though i have had scary panic attacks during sex too um but like yeah it's just like it's just yeah sex i've had these panic attacks where i'm like what is this like what the fuck are we doing (laughs) man the sex stand-up comedian yeah (laughs) (laughs) what is this over here what are we even doing right now um there is so much of like like sex and stand up that to me is at this point it's like ugh, just get over, get past it like yeah. they're like isn't sex crazy you like get you got to get it naked goes you goes out it goes yeah. disgusting yeah and it's like not really everybody our genitals are That's disgusting enough. have yeah. you ever looked at a genital <laughs> um anyway though so uh, anyway so basically yeah. i just sort of stopped telling people my mm-hmm. thoughts because oh. it took a it was like a lot 
of just like, but isn't this awful? And people being like, well, and I'm like, you're brainwashed. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, like I, I remember telling my mom, like, I feel like I'm on a big slide going down and at the end time. I'm going to die. <laughs> and, and that's it. Don't you feel that way? <laughs> She's like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that way, Joe? It's all a merry-go-round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a ride. <laughs> it's a crazy ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think about that sometimes, but I think you have to uh, not hide from it. It's good that you have yeah. that stuff. But I think no, if I, you can I've shape gotten... it and like use it as a sort of way to think about your life as you have it, then mm-hmm. it's really helpful. Like, right. I'm like not, having this conversation now is a huge step for me. Like I used to not be able to talk about it at all without yeah. panicking. Well, it sounds like also maybe people you talk to aren't on the same they level. Weren't. They weren't. Which is, you know, not helpful because right. most people don't ever, ever want to think about death right. at all. And any yeah. want to keep it as abstract as possible. Right. <clears throat> and one of the things that I was jotting down that I wanted to remember is this book called The Denial of Death. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if I don't know if you should read it or not, but it's by this guy <laughs> Ernest Becker, who is like a student of Jung, I think. But he basically says that like most of human culture arises out of the denial of death, where uh-huh. it's like we as a group cannot even contemplate the fact that each of us individually will cease to be at some point. Mm-hmm. So from that comes the arts, religion, Mm -hmm. language, culture. Yeah, Yeah, everything, which is just trying to find some way of extending our own being beyond the physical end of our bodies. And that we're just always in denial of death and and that everything acts as a denial to death. Yeah, there's some Spanish word that made me understand... It's called divertidos, which means like diversions, mm. which is like fun stuff. I can't remember what the translation is, but it's like like a merry-go-round or like a, an amusement park. It's called like diversions. So it's like diverting. You're forgetting about death, right. basically. Constantly. <laughs> like all the fun everything. stuff is for you to forget about death for but a is second. But that, is that good or bad? Or is like that well, we are, what, what is um, the, what was the guy Becker? Yeah. What does he say? Uh, is he just observing and saying, this, this is just what we do? And that's. Yeah. He's kind of looking at what really motivates most of our, you know, psychological. Being the best, being number one. Being number one. <laughs> Forgetting about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but just how much it kind of informs everything, you know? And mm-hmm. like, I'm not really a. a and also, I'm not any kind of expert on death, guys. I've only died twice. <laughs> oh, okay, so and yeah, that's not as young. We were hoping a little bit more. Yeah, have no. you been death twice? Death no, no, ever. I have, no, have you ever been, been close? Um, no. The closest time I can think about where I did have like a life flash before my eyes, but Whoa. it didn't seem as dramatic within one minute, was uh, when I was I think I was in high school, went camping in this like off this like logging road and so it was nighttime we were on the back side the like undeveloped side of this mountain and of course we were you know high and drunk and like walking along this perfect cliff combination of things to do and i was sort of holding myself up you know because it was thin and i fell Uh and i thought i was going all the way down like i slipped and fell and thought i was going down the mountain Uh But I fell, and luckily there was, like, a ledge four feet below that I landed on. Oh, my God. Oh. 
And they were just like all the way back up. But in that short half a second fall before I realized that I was on solid ground, I really did have your brain was like, oh, you're dead stuff from my childhood. Anything good? No, it was just like little snatches of memories of like riding on a little rocking horse and like smells and just like really small. But afterwards, I was like, oh, because like four (laughs) feet later, I was fine, you know? And I was like, oh, God, I'm not going to tell anybody that my life just flashed before my eyes. Doritos? Hey guys, I'm cool. My life like didn't flash before didn't my eyes. Fall. Like, I didn't yeah. even fall. Really. Anyway, let's keep getting high, dudes. <laughs> That's so crazy. But so I wouldn't call that a near death experience. But I did have like, a, yeah, you know, yeah, well, you're, as feeling. far as your body knew, it was very near death. Exactly. Yeah. It was before I could even really process. What yeah, I passed out an, at an Indian restaurant not long ago, and that was uh, sort of strange. Yeah, that was really rough. That what was happened? that was one of those things where Dan, the out. things that he was saying to me made me think he was about to die. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, Kelly was panicking really hard because when when I came to, yeah, uh, talking yeah. about a light and stuff. When he quote unquote like, oh, came oh, to, he had already been saying stuff. Like he oh. was like, "I'm back," and like or something like that. And I was like, I'm "You weren't ever. conscious <laughs> yeah. before this. Like all the stuff you said before, you were like." Out I was that? like flexing and I was like, I'm back, baby. This is the new Dan. <laughs> How long were you out? He was out for like not long, but he kept going in and out like a little bit mm. like uh, like he was just sitting at a table saying he was going to pass out and he had broken into a sweat. He was like all yellow. It was terrifying. Yeah, they're, they're still not. Oh, uh, vasovagal, is, vasovagal. What I was, is what I was told about something with the vein getting fucked up oh, or something. Are you OK? I, He's fine. Nah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I think <laughs> the it happens. Paramedics came. They did like some Two tests, hot paramedics came. Oh. These Very dudes sexy. ruled. They were oh. so hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they didn't know what Thai food Good. was, even though we were in Thai town. And, and the also, hospital is in Thai they town. They didn't know what Indian... They thought that Thai food was Indian, or f- some, the, oh, it was. They crazy. were Orange County boys, so There's they were like, hot. Is that Indian and they food, were dumb. Good? <laughs> yeah, they were. They were a little bit uncultured, but you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I. The only thing I felt about death in that moment was that I remember telling Kelly like, "Oh, I might pass out," and then it wasn't until like a few minutes later that I was like, "Oh, I don't know what happened." Mm-hmm. So it was weird to have like this uh, period of time erased. Yeah. And hey, I gotta say, I didn't love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the idea yeah, yeah. that uh, I guess I was dead. <laughs> you know, I was passed out in that moment, but that's what death is like. Yeah. So, you know, I hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. You yeah. don't remember thinking anything? At, no, it was complete. It, it was Kelly, I think I'm gonna pass out. Her being concerned, go- everything is gone. And then who knows when I'm coming back. Too, and in that and time, being like, he whoa, had been whoa, like, whoa. Uh, and like, I had moved over next to him to that like, was make zombie sure he Dan. didn't fall down. Mm. And like, you had said some weird stuff. That was like, zombie Dan, and he was super charming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said some very sexy stuff. <laughs> and we fell in love all over again. Well, yeah, but but if, it's just, if it's just nothingness... That wasn't death. It was Go on. I know where he's going with but this. But then, then there's like nothing to worry nothing about. Nothing to worry about. I know, but... It sucks. It's just that you're... You, as you are now, cease to be, but there's not going to be any pain well, or suffering or yeah, anxiety but, about what But it's so happened. long. It's such a long time. Yeah, you'll be dead way longer than you ever will have ever alive. been alive. Exactly. Isn't that scary? But I think that's what makes being alive so much more valuable. What is Ooh. interesting? Okay, that's, talking, that's the uh, argument I've heard before. Is that what that's supply what gives and life, demand gives life <laughs> yeah. meaning? Which yeah. I understand that. Like, if we were alive forever, I've thought about that too, and that's awful to think mm-hmm. about. 
I think it's just forever in general. Like, just doesn't make any fucking sense. Sure. And like endless space, that kind of shit. It all falls into the same category. It doesn't I see. make so any fucking sense. The proposition of not existing for an infinite amount of time uh-huh. is just too overwhelming Much. too awful and also just existing for an infinite amount of time is also so what do you awful. think like six thousand years would be a good amount of time to be alive oh my god or, uh, six thousand awful six thousand alive and dead on and off okay yes, you could come back you come back you get another 6k because see like because go like going again. to bed every night you cut you go to bed every night you get up you, you go to bed expecting to get up you expect to get up you do i better fucking get up tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and then you do and you feel refreshed but at some point you're not going to feel refreshed and you'll just have to go to bed for good right yeah well i think the i think the the thing to fear probably is the is the incessant decay of yes. your body and senses well, until then I you just cease think to that be that's fucked up like why do we have to see our own skeleton like why do we have to see skeletons of other people that's so annoying <laughs> to me like why don't we just like disappear after we die oh i see like in star wars like because we're the not, bodies dis- because we don't just exist in our brains we're like a whole process you like that you think that's cool or something i think that's the reality <laughs> oh, i think okay, that's yeah. the reality so you have to kind of at least oh uh, yeah come into some sort of contact with it it's true it's like when i first got to la i hated driving and um adam lustick previous guest had sort of just passed on he saw how nervous i looked when i was driving and he's like hey buddy like (laughs) just kind of put his hand on my shoulder was like you got to make peace with this you know like this is just a part of oh my god adam's so cute yeah it's like you you know because he's like i'm the same way in new york uh-huh. You know, third leading cause of death, autom- automobile. Yes, yeah, I know, and and I'm just not great at it. Like I, I don't have a lot of practice. I'm obviously, I, I think I've gotten better, but even now, Kelly and I share a car. I don't use it that often, and if we have the option, I ask Kelly to drive. And so when I do drive, you're driving with like an out of practice, nervous person, and I'm just like gripping on tight, and I'm on edge. And Adam is like, this is. Part of Los Angeles, you live here now, you got to get used to this thing. And that did help me a little bit, that it was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, this is just kind of the truth of my existence. Right. So I got to be a cooler, calmer driver, and I guess I have to accept that, like, you know, you die. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Those are two things I'm trying to take in right now. (laughs) But I I do think, though, that, like, part of it is tied to, you know, your own ego and your own ideas about – I don't mean that in, like – a sort of like narcissistic way or anything. Right. But the idea no, that like, but just the idea of yourself. Yeah, that myself is separate from everything else, mm-hmm. that my own thoughts and my own feelings are not necessarily more important, but they're separate and therefore more meaningful right. to me. But if if you do kind of start to realize that like you're just part of this cycle and part of this process just like everything else, it can start sort of, your oh, life yeah. can, can, can <laughs> okay. start sort of not being so much about you, you know? Yeah. You can allow your life to sort of be about what is it like everyone else. What is it like having children? Yeah, because this seems like someone who has had kids. Well, because you've <laughs> obviously had three kids. I mean, that's not obvious to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, to me, to me. I think some of the things I've I've been trying to drop hints. Yeah, <laughs> you have well, how many children you but, have? Okay, here's a big one. 
How the hell do you come to peace with having children when you know they're going to die someday? Oh, my God, Kelly. That that was a big thing for me for a very long time. I was like, I don't know if I can have kids. Now, contemplating the thought of my kids dying while I'm alive is, like, too much to to bear. But them, like, someday dying isn't horrible There's actually something that, honestly, is kind of comfortable and comforting to me about that. Wow. That they're going to go on their own journey. Yes. That they have to find their own way. And that at some point it comes to an end and that every single human being who's come before them and every single one who comes after them, except for the rich people who are going to start having their genes modified so that they don't die. Right. will have to go through that same kind of process. So it's kind of like a daisy chain, like a little, like a little, like a living chain that, you know, each, and it's connected by like you know what a daisy chain is, right? Kind of. I don't. Daisy I thought chain, it was like a regular you were chain. A joke about a sex thing. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't a make a joke like that about my a, children. It's a term I heard when dealing with. G probably knows what I'm talking about. It's like a. It's like a. With when you're dealing with wires, sometimes you have to make a daisy chain. So like, if you're putting, okay. So like, if you connect one wire into your computer and another one into your hard drive, but then you need another hard drive hooked up, you can connect a wire uh, from that hard drive into the next hard drive, and then from that one into the next one. Mm-hmm. So I like talking like... about daisy chains better than death. Uh, <laughs> it's easier but to But I listen. feel like that's what it is. If you have a lineage, it's like a chain of life that keeps going rather than, I mean, even if you don't have a kid, it's like the people that you knew carry on what you did. Yeah, and just the fact that there is, that the we are business. all kind of... Could be a way of looking at it to make me feel better. And that we're all sort of like, we all only have this, we're all built into this like... Yeah. really finite system and we only have a certain amount of time and there's something that's even thinking about like I know that whatever suffering they may have is going to be limited I know that right you know that that the, they're going to go through the same thing that I've gone through and that everybody else has gone through and that there's something kind of beautiful about that right it's it's horrifying and depressing to con- to contemplate the reality of that or to think about that them happening to them as kids. Right. But as a human being who's going to go through all this growth right. and change, right. it actually does kind of comfort me and makes like it feel it. like, makes makes it feel like, I don't know, that that my death is okay and their death is okay. And, yeah. you know, it's like... It's all related in a... You can almost think of it as a good way. It's so, uh, like that it is happening. That it's sharing something with other people. It's right. And it's I can't wait yeah. Yeah. for them to die (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm looking forward to most see i knew that joe could handle that question that's no it's cool i think it more scared me yeah i I recently had my like uh genetic whatever done you know what percentage you are of whatever yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and now the government's gonna buy it and own all my genes probably is Mm -hmm. that true i don't know is this 23andme Dan and yeah, I got it done, too. I did 23 and me too. But didn't that make you think about yeah, yes. like where's however this going? many, yes. what all those stories were? I mean, yes. I kept thinking of like Damn how it. much violence had to be committed so that I could be here. You exactly. Know what I mean? Well, I yes. thought about that a lot. I was like, how much rape happened? Yeah. Um, that's that's definitely a part of all of our stories. And other great, wonderful things, probably, to a lim- more right. limited but degree. violence and rape, definitely. But just sort of like all the... People who made decisions who wound up dying yeah. throughout time mm-hmm. that they had no bearing on or understanding that would eventually fr- freaking lead to me. And it's like yeah. Joe Randazzo, former yeah. editor of The Onion. Yeah. 
and current head writer at. Uh, that kind of makes me feel like I have a responsibility in a way it does. to the human race. Yeah, to because the story a lot of people. Of, there's to like not just a, be so selfish. Because you're like, standing on top of a pile of dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. There's like it's happened so many times before, and it's and so, bigger than me. Yes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's something I I I'm split halfway that it's like I get that, and I sometimes I think about that. Like even even just thinking about politics in today, you know, of like there are issues that are bigger than me and what I want, and the idea of thinking about someone else is m- more important to me now. I think than it's ever been. But then at the other the other side of it is like but what about me (laughs) you know like it's so hard to think to to let go i guess of your own ego what you were saying before Mm -hmm. you know because it's like what is what is all this because yeah we spend so much fucking time being like having good (laughs) self-esteem like that's a big thing that i'm trying to to, or trying to have good self-esteem coming self-worth self of sense of self-worth uh self uh awareness self everything Mm -hmm. like recognizing you have talent and that you have something to share and then like parting ways with that eventually because you're like oh i will have to ultimately part ways with myself so i have to work on being okay with being a part of everything rather than like my own little island it's it's a big trap uh life is a trap i mean i think there's like we all we get really mixed messages too because yes you know, because no one knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah, ever. Yeah, no one ever does. always talking yeah. about how like I'm supposed to like put on makeup and like lose weight. Well, especially and be a woman hot. is bombarded with all it's, these. All messages. it is is like be sexy, and it's like that's a fucking trap. Yeah, it is a huge trap. Like I'm, my sexiness is gonna run out pretty soon, and then what? I don't know. You're gonna spend the to. rest of my life feeling worthless and then dying. Well, time out. That I don't know how true that stuff is. That, <laughs> yes, that it is. Like... Ask any woman, Dan. I swear to God. <laughs> but I. Th- but doesn't that sound? Well, doesn't that sound like so morbid that you're? It is morbid. But I've literally seen. I've heard like old women talk about like how uh, they're how sad and disappointed they are that they lost their looks or whatever but that's someone who values it too much and exactly doesn't... values it too much because society puts way too much value on yeah, it whenever i see like uh you know an elderly former starlet yes appear with all that facial reconstruction or whatever and yeah. like, make fun of them i'm like no that's so it's just that's so exactly tragic what we told them around. to do dude. yeah like yeah and that you know it's it's people who usually started when they were young and yeah. have been, you know, yeah. that's what they... It makes that's me what really their sad when people do that. ...career was based on. And yeah, it, well, it is sad. I just feel like yeah. it's sad yeah. all around. It's all sad. But I, I don't know. I think we're at a kind of interesting time, too, where we have, you know, in our culture, we really uh, value the individual, you know, and like yeah. the whole... The whole kind of mythology about America is like every individual for his or herself. But now we've gotten to the point where it's like this kind of, you know, Steve Jobs extreme right wing, like, nope, every, everyone's on their own when it comes to healthcare, education, everything. You're on your own. There's nothing that a group is going to do. Right. Yeah. Individual. I, I, I've just started uh, getting into some Noam Chomsky stuff. And he is like talking about that, yeah. about how that is this like weird um, method of thinking that has been pounded into people's heads that's not natural to human beings. Yeah, what's natural all. to human beings is like helping and sa- even sacrificing. Like the idea of like we are a group. We don't we survive only because we're a social group of mm-hmm. we're the most social group 
of animals on the planet. Yeah, you're not going to let your neighbor starve because then they'll die and you'll be alone. Well, then on top of that, it's like just basic just basic human values right. is you don't yeah, I'll help a kid go to school even if I don't have a kid going to school. I'll put money in towards that. That's not a big deal. But this whole new thing of like well, if you can't afford this, you don't buy it. It's yeah. like yeah, but there there's bigger problems going on that these people can't afford certain things and we should maybe be putting some of our money together to help yes. each other out. I mean, it's just like definitely. We've, it's so weird. So that and the and the kind of I think I do think to some degree identity politics. Not that there's anything wrong with identity politics as an idea, but on the extreme of the left and right side, where it's like it's a country of individuals who've also been separated, you know, geographically, ideologically, philosophically, and also I think under the like capitalist system which is like rewards you know it's like every man for himself that i do think that unless we do start thinking a little bit more as a group like you're talking about and sacrificing a little bit of our individualism for the good of the group then we're going to be in a lot of trouble if nothing else than just for the fact of how are we going to change anything i mean you, you can't know? function it's, it's almost how are impossible address climate change and, right and all this stuff and like we can't even guarantee health care Right. Even Obamacare didn't guarantee it for everybody. And now they're saying, like, no, if you can't afford it and you have a pre-existing condition, sorry, you're going to die. Like, that's literally what yeah. people are saying now, you know? Right. Right. And I think this all kind of does relate because when you contemplate death and when you don't try to fill it in with diversions of, like, a, the materialistic society that we live in, you know, where you just you distract yourself with things, then you start to realize that you're not that special, as an individual. Right. And that you're special only because you're part of a group. Right. You know? And that even though you're not going to be alive forever, you can give your life meaning and give other people's lives more value by helping others. It's also the thing that, have you ever read one of those articles? Like, the top five things that people who are about to die regret. Like, you yeah. know? And, and yeah. it's always, <laughs> and it's always. Get ready. Yeah, get ready, guys. But it's always like. your pants off. It's, it's always the Monday. stupid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> top five yeah. things we're talking about it again. Mortality Monday at Buzzfeed. <laughs> it's always that stuff of like, oh, I should have thought about other people more. I should have spent more time with my family. I didn't yeah. need this much stuff. It's the same stuff. It's so obvious. Yeah, we almost. think of it as a cliche. Like, but no one would ever look back and be like, God, I wish I had stayed at work another hour. I wish yeah. I had two more shirts that I really wanted. Yeah, I well, wanted you know, that shirt. I, I do think I'm not really a practicing Buddhist, but I've, I meditate sometimes. And, you know, hey, guys, I'm not perfect. <laughs> Just die already. <laughs> <But> <laughs> this guy <laughs> loves death so much. <laughs> but I do like the way that that religion thinks about death. It doesn't Philosophy. say... Mm-hmm. It's a religion, <laughs> but it doesn't say... <laughs> Well, you know what? Everything's going to be better in that, and and when you're dead, it's, it's so all going to be great. So don't even worry about do now. I can't think about then. People do that. Imagine that plus capitalism. Oh, we're so fucked. We but are in Buddhism. Fuck. They, you know, they say it's kind of part of a cycle, and like meditation, you're supposed to get to the point. At least the, my understanding of it. I, I'm not again not an expert, but where you can meditate so deeply that you know you die. You're without thought. You're without feeling. You're without self. And it is kind of like peace, but it's kind of like death, but people experience like a really profound peacefulness. Right. And that that helps you to understand and to 
to contemplate yeah. your own mortality. Yeah. The first time I ever tried to meditate, I immediately had a panic attack. And ran <laughs> out of it's the hard to do. <laughs> Close your eyes. And, was, oh, my gosh. Really that, that was like 15 years ago, though. But now I can meditate without panicking. Well, that's good. I've come a well, long Well, we're way. addicted to our thoughts and like yeah. anxieties. Like you hold on to them. They make you feel comfortable. Yeah. You know? And anytime I'm quiet for two seconds, it came to the surface. I love negative feelings. Oh my god! I, I mean, I do. I don't even. I don't like that. Personally, I don't like them. But I'm. I know my brain you thrive on. Yeah, it's like addicted to, to it all the time. I mean, I couldn't stop looking at. Got to get off those neg feels. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't stop looking at um, stuff about all the women's march stuff. As my, I, it made me feel good seeing it, but I, I did want to see the other side to make me mad a little bit. Like oh, a, how a, people reacted. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. like how people who I don't agree with reacted or something, just to like. <laughs> Do you think that that's bad or good? That that I want that? Yeah. I think it's bad. Okay, good. Because it doesn't checking. matter. And that person doesn't necessarily matter. And like all that matters is that I took part in something that I cared about and like I thought I did good. Exactly. And it was for like the good of right. what I consider a lot of people. Yeah. Um, women. Women only. Nobody else. <laughs> um, women mainly. But, but um, you, were, you guys were t- just talking about it a second ago. There is this practice that one of my meditation teachers told me about that I do do sometimes. You're supposed to do it in the morning, in the afternoon, and before you go to bed where you actually contemplate like being on your deathbed and you try to like breathe and relax and really feel what like you're, you're at peace oh my God. and that you're about to die. No. But you just think about what would be going through your head. Right. Like what would you actually be thinking about at that time? And you're very, you know, the whole idea is you're very comfortable and at peace. Three you're not times writhing a day. in pain. There's not a rushing game. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not <laughs> like sitting you. on your couch going, ah, <laughs> yeah. oh my heart. Yeah, you're not. Nurse! You're not hanging from a crane. <laughs> you, you don't have a like giant shard of glass in your eye. Squirt shit yeah. out of your ass. It's like... it's, it's peaceful. <laughs> okay, okay. You're surrounded by loved ones. You've lived a good life. Okay, Yay. nice, nice. What? But what are you thinking about? You know. And I think it helps, kind of, for me, put into context. Like whenever I worry about dumb shit or right, spend or a lot of time being pissed children. off about whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does kind of be like you don't. You're not going to be thinking about right. You know, all this bullshit, man. It's true. It's true. Death, death gives life meaning. And if people didn't die, then true? like, oh god, David Bowie would. Start to suck, you know. I know, yeah, yes. And yeah. like Prince would be shitty, and we'd all be like, "Fuck, yeah, man, yeah." David when is he Bowie would die, or David retire? Bowie was good at three thousand years ago, but like the <laughs> yeah. last three thousand years last... of his career, <laughs> Just terrible. Like, stop making music, man. Like, yeah. get another hobby. People already suck that we used to like when they're alive. <sighs> Damn it! I just feel like I want more time. Like, I feel like there's not enough time. Doesn't it feel like every life doesn't have enough time? I don't know. I. <laughs> I feel like it's been like I, if I really think about like all the different stages and phases of my life and think back to being a kid, there's a continuum where it feels like I'm still that same person, but I also feel like it's already been like a, a lifetime. Yeah, there's like five different people in there. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not. I hopefully I'm not even halfway through my life yet. You right. Know? And yeah, it's probably gonna the last ten years at least are gonna be like oh, right. You know. But up until then, <laughs> pretty good. I think it'll be all right. There's a lot of different stuff I still got to do. Do you have what, like, so have you done that death meditation practice? Yeah. You do it three times a day? No, no, no. (laughs) Jeez, no no, no. way. Way too scary. I do not recommend it. Think about death that much, Doc? I don't know. Um, No, I I do it on and off. Have have, what, what, any, any good things come to mind? No, it's, I mean, it's really, it, it usually does. 
it just come down to about other people. Like I really always wind up thinking about other people. And that know? is has become this like almost corny thing of like living for others or helping other people, but it's very truthful in the like um, practicality. Like yeah. when you do it. They, uh, yes, I, I see it like it's one of those things that'll be on the Huffington Post a lot or something of like, do do stuff for other people and it'll make you happy. That's what doctors say. But then you do it and then you are like, oh, yeah, that, that's right. That's, of course. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like I um, you volunteer. right? Yes. You- yeah. And that and that has, has its own challenges. But it has also made certain things important or, or uh, clear that it's like one i do have time for this which i never thought i did and you very easily have time yeah. to do things that you want to do or to sacrifice some time for something else it's very easy it's not it's it's much easier than i thought and then yeah like in the same way that like the meditation you're kind of supposed to like come to peace with no thoughts and stuff it is interesting and i'm sure you know as a father to dedicate time and energy to someone else wholly, you know, that I'm like, I didn't, for like two hours, I'm like hanging out with this seven-year-old kid and I didn't have one thought of like, Oh God, when am I going to finish my script or something? You know, Dan volunteers for big brothers, big brothers, little brothers, big Big brothers and big sisters, I believe is what it's called. Um, but yeah, as I'm doing that, it's like for him and afterwards, sometimes I'm tired, but I'm also like, I'm glad I did that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I didn't think about myself at all and that does feel good to ha- spend two hours away from the usual who am i what the hell am i doing why am i doing this please god kill me now yeah <laughs> um so yeah there's there are different ways to achieve that feeling of selflessness but it's a good feeling i can't wait to have kids i can't wait to have kids <laughs> i'm excited to have kids because i i <sighs> I mean, I don't want to make anyone feel bad, but I can't imagine living the rest of my life just having to give a shit about me only. Yeah. It gets pretty tricky. Sounds lame to me. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm ready to take care of someone else. And it also really makes, like, personally, I I have to find the time to really do the things that I need to do and enjoy, and that makes it so much more valuable. And right, and you understand prioritize. what those things are. Yeah. yeah. Eat yeah. a piece and of cake. At this point. <laughs> yeah, it usually Eat a big is piece eating of cake. cake and cheating on my wife. <laughs> By the way, uh, the cake, cake, a prostitute. the cake that your wife made that we ate the other night at your house, Yeah, we took a piece home, right? Mm-hmm. And we were eating on it for a week. Yeah, like it was just so good and decadent and delicious. It was so good and rich. Did you she have any ever? Yeah, I had Did some. Did you have some of that cake so the next good. day? Yeah, I had some the next oh day, Oh, my yeah. God, with the fucking saltine crust. Uh, it was insane. Oh, oh with being alive, candy baby. Cane. She crushed candy oh, canes. Candy, yeah, she right? crushed candy top. canes on top. She put whipped cream. There was like a chocolate See, if you're filling. dead, you don't get this stuff. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. But enjoy it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to have a bad I time now. So when die. I die, I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, I guess, like motto. worrying about death it doesn't do, it doesn't do anything. Sucks, you are man. Gonna, yeah, that's all gonna that, I mean, Sometimes, like, I just, oh. The sad, yeah. Bah. I mean, the, basically, we're going to come to this decision that, like, okay, we have to be fine with it. That's, I think, sometimes my problem is, is Sadly. that the, the explanation usually is, like, look, it's going to happen, so you're better off just, like, yeah. relaxing about it. But it's like, no! <laughs> well, I don't think I don't... you have to relax. Yeah, yeah, just sorry. find but... a way to... See what's to like come to terms with the reality of it and like what that means about the fact that you're alive now, right? Because it is the other side of it is like it is astronomically 
incredible that any of us would even ever exist, right? The odds right. of us ever existing yeah, are true. extremely low. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. One little sperm, you know, man. Yeah, a little guy. A little guy, man. That's why Dr. Manhattan helped the guys stuff. in, uh, <laughs> uh, what's guy. it called? The night, uh, what are they called? Night the Watchmen? Watcher? The Watchmen? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, wasn't that a part of it? I don't know. I, I remember just reading it once. Dr. Manhattan said Isn't yeah, that a guy? Once. Yeah, that's a guy. Remember. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan's the, big, the, the big, big blue. Naked. He's the big, big blue guy, and guy. he decides to help people because, in the end, he kind of realizes it's a miracle that anybody exists or something. That's yeah. cute. Yeah, something like I that. I never finished I The Watchmen. It was too scary. I didn't like mm. the art. Really? Yeah. This art. There's stinks. also <laughs> these like in between the chapters. There's these long parts that you're supposed to read that I think everyone else skips, but I keep reading them. You have to read them, but it, I do. Oh. I remember opening up to them, being like, "Wait, I thought this was a graphic novel. This is a book now." Yeah, I hate reading books. <laughs> It's like a freaking book. <laughs> One little sperm. <laughs> um, little sperm. Joe, do you have any other notes about death that you would love to tell us? Uh, yeah, look at your notes. Let me see. Dan, you're going to really die on my... November 16th. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kelly. You'll I think die. that it's sucks too, is thinking how you're actually going to die. Yeah, that's... No, I'm done thinking okay, about that. Okay, all right. We yeah, I don't know how out. it'll happen. It's going to no, be boring. It's going to be stupid. Be a baseball bat or something? Or it's going to be a total or, surprise. You know, I oh my was God. thinking about... <laughs> Big surprise, that stinks. Big I have surprise. an eight-year-old son, a two-and-a-half-year-old son, and a five-month-old daughter. And I was thinking about, like, if I died, like, if some d- for some dumb reason I'm, like, tweeting... Mm-hmm. And on the highway, sure. <laughs> and I got slammed <laughs> by a monster Smeared truck. All over right? the highway. Monster that, truck. Like, my older, my oldest son, he'll be sad, but then like he'll just tell some girls that his dad died when he was eight and get yeah. laid. Oh, Bill, yeah. And then the other sick. two are not going to even remember me. No. And I feel like I've spent my entire adult life raising these fuckers. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I go and like I never no, really knew my dad. Cormac is going. It is going. Oh, you have, wait! Don't say like it's, it's going to happen. No, I'm just saying it's. Good, it would devastate him. Of course it would. But I mean, ultimately, in ten I think years, he'd feel guilty if it got him laid. This is my impression of Gus. It's like, yeah, I never really knew my dad. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I heard some good things about my mom. Says good stuff about. Yeah. It. And Hazel's now she's with this guy. Like, You're gonna move to Queens. Yeah. <laughs> Hazel's yeah. like, I saw pictures of him. He seemed like kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah my mom says some good <laughs> stuff about him, but now she's got this new boyfriend. <laughs> Doug. Doug. Yeah. I, I, I like Doug. Deke. I like Doug. Deke. 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 <laughs> the last note I had, I didn't really look at my notes. But did you get to the that when sort of stuff? We said, when we make ourselves separate from death, we're bound to suffer and fret because we think it doesn't apply to us. Right. I guess so. That's the thing. Is That's what's so hard. You're, like, you're trying book? to get over this fact. I didn't co- uh, copy it from a book. <laughs> you copied it from a book, didn't you? No, <laughs> yeah. man. Plagiarism. Um, yeah, I think that's true because when I think about me, I'm like, I'm not dead. I'm yeah, damn. Yeah, did damn. you guys ever <laughs> read damn. the Ramayana? <laughs> Which the one? Ramayana. That's like the longest. It's like longer than the Bible. Some like Indian Whoa. thing. I there's like no, this thanks. part in it that says something like the biggest mystery in history or it doesn't rhyme. Oh. Is that like man doesn't <laughs> Is ex- my mystery. Is that damn man doesn't <laughs> accept that they think that like death doesn't apply to yeah, them. Yeah, the something. denial of death. Every person doesn't think it. It's so funny. I even feel like that's why it's good to come to terms with it or try. A try. little earlier. Yeah, get you know, in there. You're 59. You're like, oh, shit. 
59. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Whoops. I've been living my life wrong. Uh, that's true. It'll help a All lot right, of we people. We got to wrap up here. Sadly. Yesterday's history. Yeah, so tomorrow's de- a mystery. Today is a gift. Is that the thing in the book? Gift story. Today's a gift. And yesterday was my piss story. Yeah. Where I the Ramayana a is really story. just a Hallmark card. I like that. <laughs> Well, um, Joe, tell us what you do for a living. Oh, yeah. Who are you? What do you do? Why Why should people, people care about what you got to say? <laughs> um, Joe Randazzo. Funeral director. <laughs> <laughs> and come on down and die. At, well, I, at I work, Joe Randazzo. I, I work on the show At Midnight on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Chris Hardwick. Mm-hmm. Head writer there. Mm-hmm. Uh Hey, on Twitter, I'm at Randazzo J. Got a lot. If you like death, I got Randazzo a lot of good J. stuff. Yeah. yeah. At Randazzo J. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a book called Funny on Purpose. Oh, that's right. The book. Yeah. Oh, cool. Everyone knows about the book. comedy and interview a bunch of people in comedy and how they kind of like make it work. Yeah. And there's actually a bit, a little bit of stuff about death in there too. I bet and, there um, is. What about, and the Donald Trump movie on Funny or Die. Right. It's you on Netflix now. The co-wrote art, that the art with, of the Dan- deal. with Andrew Steele? I almost no, said I wrote, I wrote that Steel. alone. You did? Yes. Okay, calm down. Andrew Steele gave some notes. They were good. Okay, yeah. good. That I almost me. said Danielle Steele. The, uh, Ooh, that's the Danielle Steele? Yeah, Danielle Steele is the like romantic uh, novelist. Yeah, I know. She, she is married to Andrew Steele though, right? <laughs> <No, laughs> that would not. be amazing. Um, okay, Joe. Well, thank you for enlightening us. Please get out of here because I'm going to have a panic attack. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Bye, Joe. Bye. And he's walking out, and there he goes. <laughs> so, Joe mm. had a convincing, I mean, everything he said is true. Like, I mean, not everything he said is true, but like a lot of it is a really great way to look at it. And when you think about it, like, we really don't have a choice. You know Dan, what, what the you... thing is? Sorry, I'm so deep in thought because I'm realizing my problem with it, which is something that was kind of described, uh-huh. is that nobody, everyone just doesn't think it's going to happen to them, kind of. Like, right. And you think that you are disassociated from it. Yeah. It's like death is a different thing. It's because like, I, I, me, I'm not dying. And I, can't. I think that's a coping mechanism because actually coming to terms with it is not mm. something that's easy to handle. Right. But it's like, it is a part of you. It is a part of your life. And so I think it's that separateness that messes me up. Uh-huh. And so the reasons that I don't like it is that I don't want it to happen to me. Right. But the reasons for liking it or the reasons for just accepting it is that it is going to happen to you. So stop ignoring it. So that fucking sucks. It, it just, it's just that, yeah, it's, it's this weird dichotomy of what I think of myself and how I want things to go and the idea of it never happening. Although we talked about that and that doesn't sound so great either. Right. Versus what's really happening, which is like, maybe if you accept it, maybe if you do these, like those weird, crazy meditation things, but, um, <laughs> yeah, let's do those. See oh, how, God, see how yeah. we'll react. Ah! <laughs> no, 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 not now, not now, not now. Um, I just don't feel like dying right now. Um, no, 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 no. I just don't feel like it. Uh, and that is the problem that I have with it. So the problem that I have with it doesn't really relate to Joe's arguments right. for it. Right. Which are like, well, it's happening. Yeah. And when you realize it's happening, you might actually become a better per- living person. Yeah. And maybe it's not so bad in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme, that big old scheme. Yeah. Boy, we love pointing out this scheme. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Whatever the fuck Yeah. Thanks that for the scheme, that God. talking about. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I got a big scheme going. So yeah. don't worry about yourself. Um, so what do I think about all this? 
I don't know. Gosh, I'm torn. Can I hear your opinion? And maybe that'll sway me one way or the other. I've been talking too. So my opinion has also been out there. Um, (laughs) No, I don't know. I I, I think what I mean is that like, I was following your train of thought and agreeing with it. Um, uh, uh, I don't, it's so hard for me to say anything about this right now death doesn't seem so bad but then if i think about it tonight i will definitely have a different opinion here's what i'm like different times of day death is more acceptable yeah in the morning it's fine in the morning it's fine at night it's not fine in the morning it's a beautiful day you're having a little coffee you're like i gotta die so what right before you're going to sleep you're like but if i go to sleep i could be dead i gotta wake up tomorrow dude god damn it if i don't wake up tomorrow and i don't get to look at facebook oh i'm gonna be (laughs) pissed um here's what i'm thinking I think if I take a step towards accepting death, towards allowing it to be a part of my life, I think it can make me better. Mm -hmm. It can also help me. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, I love you, Joe. In that sense, I do love you, Joe. That I think it can. We can work towards this thing. My main goal is to get rid of the fear. My main goal. Because that won't help anything. And again, it's annoying that like like the whole reason we're having to do that is because we have to die. So... This is like that all the pessimism stuff. It's like when has that helped? When has it actually pessimism helped? Hasn't when has helped. worrying about like being being worried about something happening fucks you up? Yeah. So I'm it thinking loves, you can't enjoy life. Right. And I'm thinking you gotta enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. This feels so hard to yeah. like say. Let's hear what you guys have to say too. Oh like, yeah. Please write in about death and like if you agree with us about how scary it is. <laughs> yeah. Somebody out there. <laughs> I mean, we really didn't talk about religion at all because I think that the three of us agreed, uh, I mean, preemptively, like, we don't believe in an afterlife. Oh, yeah. That was sort of mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. So don't send us like a Christian email. That's like, don't worry about death. You get to like. I spent the first 18 years of my life pretty sure that I would, you know, have an afterlife with Christ. So I've already thought about that. Is that part of Jesus's teachings? Yes, but you, but the way he says it, it's like pretty obvious that it's like a term of phrase or something. A turn of phrase. Turn of phrase. Turn of phrase is like, a, like a witty. Like you will never die because you will live forever in God's whatever. But I feel like it's which not is sort literal. of true. Which is yeah, that doesn't sound not literal. Literal because like Neil deGrasse Tyson would say something like that too. Yeah, that like, it's like you will become matter and yeah. be an energy. You're which, here. You're part of this which, thing. Yes, I think. Ultimately, that's what will happen. We will join energy and our consciousness will go to some level that there's no way we can understand. But Or, or we just or die disappear. and come back. Oh, that'd be cool. Please. That, mm, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to come back. Come on. Maybe I do. Um, I want to be a baby again. Come on. Change my diapers. <laughs> uh, I'm dying to be a baby again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know what else, where I was going with that. Well, I think but if, yeah, you, if maybe, you want to write us an email. Yeah, I, I, I'd i say we're not, what is the non-religious people? Atheists? Yeah, I'm not an atheist. Agnostic? I'm an agnostic. So I don't know. If you have some like really riveting argument about your religious. Oh, God would be like, an interesting uh, yeah, topic Yeah, your anyway. religious. No, we're definitely going to do religion for sure. And God. But, well, we've like, been trying to do religion. Some people don't want to do it, but I would love to do religion with multiple. Eventually. Yeah. With different religions. Yeah. But yeah. Give us, give us some uh, thoughts from your religion if you want. Yeah. And on top of that, um, 
Also, give us those five stars on the iTunes because people are finding out more and more about the podcast. And if you do that, we get enough we've of those. We get five discussion. more of those. We've made a dis- we've had a discussion, and Dan has agreed to let me put a finger in his butt. And I think that's going to work us towards anal sex. Yeah, he gets to pick a finger. Oh wait, but you're not going to have sex in my butt. Well, yes, anyway. I am. Uh, Remember, Charles said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I'm dizzy. Okay, everybody go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go upstairs. Go, go brush to, your teeth and go to bed. Shut the door and go to bed. It's over. Night and night. Good night. This is a podcast. <sighs> that was a headgum podcast.